You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Lucas Smith, St. Louis Cardinals mega fan. Today is Tuesday. January the 26th of 2021. Thanks for tuning in today and every day. And since you're tuning in today, I'll let you know that today's show is sponsored by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON to get 20% off your next order. Apologies for not getting an episode out yesterday. School was busier than I thought, so, you know, all learning time management skills as we go along. But we'll get episodes out today, tomorrow, and probably Friday, depending on what news pops up. Um, and all the central teams getting weaker right a day again with Jamison Tyone leaving the already weakened Pittsburgh Pirates. So they've now lost Tyone and Bell. Uh, so that's two of their big guys out in terms of, you know, are the Pirates going to be a threat? They're probably not going to be a threat. Um, but if you want more Pirates coverage, head over to Locked On Pirates. Ethan, Ethan Smith does a good job there. Uh, but on today's show, we'll be finishing up the mailbag. Got two more questions to go over there, or three rather. They're a little bit longer ones, so that, that that's good. Um, but yeah, so happy Tuesday, everybody. We'll go ahead and just jump right in. The question that I was going to leave off with or start with, rather, that I left off with on Friday comes from at ShaneDunk20 on Instagram saying, assuming we don't make any moves like adding Wayno, who will be in our rotation and pen? Um, so when you look at the starting rotation in 2020, um, obviously this is a little uh, odd just because of, uh, you know, this 58-game season, Pitchers made starts, probably wouldn't have made starts in a regular season, um, regular as in normal season. Um, but you look at who the who, who made the starts of the Cardinals in 2020. Wainwright made 10, Kim 7, Flaherty 9, Gomber 4, Dakota Hudson 8, Oviedo 5, Woodford 1, DeLeon 8, Reyes 1, which was just a one-inning start, and Martinez 5. So Wainwright, we're going to assume for this scenario, is gone. So there's one guy out. So let's get rid of the guys that we don't think will make a start in 2021, okay? Wainwright's done because he's not coming back in this scenario. So that's one gone. Dakota Hudson is missing 2021 with Tommy John, so he's for sure done. Johan Oviedo, to me, didn't show enough to stay in the major league, so that's three gone. Jake Woodford, you're impressed in that one start, but other than that, it was kind of mediocre at best, so Woodford's done. Reyes, that one start was more of a spot start because of the year it was. Uh, I think he, he will find himself in the bullpen, which I love. So that's five. So five of your 10 starters are gone. So right now, if you look at 2020 starters coming back, you've got Kim, Flaherty, Gomber, DeLeon, and Martinez. Kim, Flaherty, Gomber, DeLeon, and Martinez. That's five. But then you got to think to yourself, Miles Michaelis is coming back, so that probably means that one of those guys isn't going to start. And to me, it's between Gomber and DeLeon and Martinez as to who gets those last two spots. Because I think Kim, Flaherty... And um, I think him and Flaherty are guarantees and probably Michaelis too. Um, so I think Michaelis will get his spot back. So then it's really between, like I said, DeLeon, Gomber, and Martinez for those last one one to two spots. You know, Flaherty's going to get your opening day nod, probably followed by Michaelis, to be quite honest, but, or if Martinez pitches well. But I think depending on injury, those are going to be your contest contestants for the starting rotation. I know John Gant has expressed interest in starting. You've got guys like Zach Thompson who might be ready. Matthew Liebertor might make a bid, uh, but he, he probably won't be closer to a full starting rotation job in 2022. Um, but if, if it's me, you know, based on what we've seen 
as of going up to this date right now in 2021, I'm putting Flaherty, Kim, Michaelis, like I said. And then the last two spots for those three guys really are difficult because you've got Gomber, who pitched decently well in 2021, uh, Expected FIP of 3.59, FIP of 2.36, an ERA under one when he started. Um, Then you have DeLeon, who had his ERAs. His numbers weren't very good, but he he finished the year strong. He just had that couple blow-up starts, the one mainly against Cleveland. And then Martinez didn't have a good 2020, no matter how you look at it. Um, Because when you look at DeLeon's stats in the bullpen, they get a little bit better. Um yeah, in 2020, he didn't give up a run in one innings pitched. So, uh, like I said, the numbers are a bit deceiving for DeLeon, but his last three starts against, I understand, weaker offenses in Pittsburgh and Milwaukee. But still, those three starts showed sign of progression. All that aside, I like DeLeon in the bullpen just because he's a fastball-heavy guy. And traditionally speaking, if you're going to be one-pitch guy heavy like that, you've got to go with the bullpen. So, for me, again, I go Flaherty, Michaelis, Kim, Gomber, Martinez. Those are my five. Now, will that happen? I don't know. Maybe Martinez falters off. Maybe DeLeon impresses a lot more in spring training, comes out with a better curveball. Maybe he comes up with a changeup as well. Who knows? Uh, but I think those five are going to be in your starting lineup, or starting rotation, rather. And your bullpen, the bullpen, in my opinion, won't look too much different than it did in 2020. I mean, Kaminsky might not get up um, in, the, in, in the bullpen in 2021. The Bill Chrismet obviously left. Um, Junior Fernandez might be a little more farther away. Ricardo Sanchez is a definite no. Uh, Jake Woodford probably stays in the minor leagues. But you've got a lot of good options. Ryan Helsley's numbers weren't great, but I like Helsley a lot. But you're going to have Gallegos closing things down. Reyes and Cabrera and Hicks as well. Those flamethrowers in the middle. Lefties, you're going to have Tyler Webb and Andrew Miller. I think Tyler Webb gets a lot of hate. I like Webb a lot. Uh, Gant's going to be in there as, as a stopper of sorts. And then you're going to have De Leon. You're going to have to find a role for. But I think that, you know, when, it, when it's all said and done, you're going to have options, even if those starters do get injured. Because this starting pitching, uh, or the, the, the pitching side of St. Louis is remarkably deep. It, it, it's really fascinating as to how, how deep it really is. And, you know, they might not get the big names. They might not get the, the top 10 starting rotations in baseball on the preseason list or anything, but... I think 1 to 13, 1 to 12 or 13, however many pitchers they carry. And even going into the minor leagues, this is a really deep pitching staff. And I'm really excited for it. Um, so, again, who knows what could happen if Wainwright comes back? That throws a whole other um, part of the equation into it. But I think that the, 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 really the one guarantee, because even Kim, you could have a question on, but I think the one guarantee right now is Jack Flaherty. Uh, pending injury, and he's going to be your starter opening day 2021. So. So again, my, my starting rotation is, is Flaherty, Michaelis, Kim, Martinez, and Gomber. And if that's my starting five, if that's starting five the Cardinals start with, I'm more than okay with that. I really, really am. So uh, that's my starting five. And then the bullpen is, is a mixture of a bunch of guys. So thanks to you, to Shane Dunk, for that question. Um, the other question I'll answer from JPWIEL underscore BSBL. Um, it says, who along with Carlson is all expected to be in the pre-Roy conversation, is he the front runner? Uh, depending on who you ask, Carlson might be the front runner. It depends on how much stock you take in the pre- or post-call-up. Um, but other names that have been thrown around in there, one of them is from the NL Central, uh, is Key Brian Hayes. Um, 24 games in 2020, slash 376, 442, 682. He got Rookie of the Year votes, but gets to try again because you have to have 130 at-bats, I think. Um 
Another guy that, that played a lot that actually got a bit of a bigger stage is Ian Anderson of the Braves. Um, 1.95 ERA in um, six regular season starts, um, 0.96 in the postseason, or 0.96 ERA. And then you also have Carlson Sixto Sanchez as another guy uh, for Miami. And then Jose Garcia, another central guy, has not played yet in the major leagues. But all these guys right now, along with Carlson, have major league experience. And I think that that bodes well for them in 2021 if they can take advantage of the league adjusting to them. Because the league is going to adjust. There's tape on these guys now. People have seen them in person as well. So even Carlson is going to have to adjust at some point. And not not that he didn't. He clearly adjusted in the second call-up of 2020. I'm just saying. Uh, I think that it bodes well for him. So, um, so yeah, so those are some of their names out there. Okay, Brian Hayes is a big favorite right now. Ian Anderson, Sixto Sanchez, and Jose Garcia um, are, the, are the big names in the, in the NL. It was funny when I was was researching this question, another name that popped up in the AL was Randy Arozarena. And I was like, oh, my goodness, how is this guy still a rookie? I mean, I feel like he's, you know, even though he only had a couple months of success there, um, I still feel like it's bizarre that he's still considered a rookie status. So, um, got one more uh, question to get to, but before that, I'm going to tell you about our wonderful sponsors for today's show. And the next question is about Lane Thomas, who's a guy that doesn't get talked about a lot. So that question answer, or the answer to that question now, there's coming up next. The NFL big game is this week. The Kansas City Chiefs have won the AFC, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have won the NFC. And if you want a place to spend your money to bet on this game, there's only one place that I trust as a new sports better, and one place that we trust here at the Locked On Podcast Network. That place, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account and betonline.ag to use that promo code Locked On for 50% welcome bonus. Whether you're a college kid like me or just somebody who likes free money, this promo code is legit. That means if you put in 100 bucks, put on this promo code, BetOnline will give you an extra 50 to spend and bet. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use the promo code Locked On for a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. And follow our friends online at betonline underscore AG to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. And today's show's sponsor is the new and improved Built Bar. We all know about the six new incredible flavors. We all know about my favorite cookies and cream. I got a box the other day, and they were delicious. I refereed two days ago and four four eighth grade games in one day. These incredible tasting energy bars helped me get through the workout. They're soft and easy to chew, and they're all covered 100% in chocolate. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in this delicious treat. Each bar is low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, Let's take a look at the protein profile or flavor profile for my favorite cookies and cream. You get 17 incredible grams of protein. You get 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs. Head to BuiltBar.com today. And once again, that promo code locked on to get 20% off your next order. Once again, use promo code locked on for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. So before I talk about Lane Thomas, I want to tell you about a new fun initiative we have here at the Locked On Podcast Network. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. 
Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with with analysis from our local experts, including myself from time to time. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today where you get your podcast. Super excited for that show. Uh, Subscribe today. So the last question uh, came in late again. You know, I had so many questions. I had to split it up into two episodes. Um, And again, apologies for not having it come out um, yesterday, but... uh, at stlcards.coverage says, uh, how do we give Lane Thomas more opportunities to start? Lane Thomas is 25 years old. This will be his age 25 season. And, and at the major league level, hasn't really you know shown much. In 2019, or at least last year, excuse me, I misspoke. Uh, in 2019, he showed a lot. In 34 games, he slashed 316, 409, 684. OPS of 1,093. OPS plus of 182. And... That fell off the table in 2020. Less playing time, just 18 games, but slashed 111, 200, 250 for an OPS of 450 and an OPS plus of 22. For those wondering, the average OPS plus is 100. So he was way above it and then way below it uh, from 2019-2020. He, he has shown that he's able to hit at the, the minor league level. Um, career in the minor leagues isn't, you know, outstanding by any means, so it wasn't a surprise that he took a step back in 2020, but... I just don't see Lane Thomas fitting in the outfield here. Because you've got Dexter Fowler in 2021 that's going to occupy probably the starting rotate, their, their starting position in right field. You've got Dylan Carlson, Tyler O'Neill, Harrison Bader all fighting for two spots, and you've got to assume that Harrison Bader has the leg up in center field, like I talked about a little bit on Friday. So I don't see Lane Thomas fitting in. It's going to be tough to get Lane Thomas opportunities to start, especially if the DH is not in effect, as we have learned that the, the union and the the league are having some differences of opinion on the whether or not the DH should be in. So that that's another cause for concern. But yeah, again, I just, you know, Lane, Lane Thomas has shown some pop in the minor leagues as well. Hit 27 home runs in 2018. Um, really, that's kind of an outlier, though. I um, mean, 132 games across two levels. But yeah, I just, like I said, I just don't see Lane Thomas fitting in. And I think that 2020 didn't help him at all. I think if he was even able to hit, say, 270, 280 in 2020, that would have, A, got him more playing time last year, and B, set him up for an opportunity to garner more playing time this year. You know, I'm not saying get rid of him. I still think he can be a valuable bench piece. Uh, maybe you put him in right field to, for defensive situations at the end of the game or in left field and move Carlson to right, whatever you want to do. Um, I still think he can be valuable. I just don't know if he's if he warrants enough, if he warrants starting opportunity. I think that Lane Thomas, you know, right now is one of those guys that can be a defensive replacement and, you know, um, every other day or, you know, every couple of days kind of kind of player. So um, thanks for the questions today, guys. Much appreciated. Again, apologies about not getting an episode out yesterday. Hope you guys enjoyed the show today and make sure to tune back in tomorrow um, when we'll break down the Hall of Fame vote, which gets announced tonight. So thanks for listening. Be sure to tune back in tomorrow. And until I talk to you again, stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic day.